0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 352nd episode of Constructed Criticism. I am your Yargin Vargan co ho- your host, Mason, and this is my Valkyrie co-host, Allie. Allie, how you doing?
1: I think you called me your Valkyrie co-host last time.
0: I thought I... Oh, did I really? Oh, no. I thought I called you. Oh, no. I thought I called That's you okay. the god. I, I can god. be the same
1: thing. I can be the same thing from week to week.
0: Oh no! Part of its originality. I'm I'm leaving it <laughs> in. I'm leaving. If I messed up, I messed up. That's just how it goes sometimes.
1: Viewers I, uh, can uh, give you a check.
0: Did I? I thought I called you the god. I thought I called myself Lee Farikson. But maybe I did it. Maybe I changed it the last second. I don't know now. I'm having a moment. I've never had a repeat <laughs> before. I've never repeated. I've done a bunch of pot. I've done like stupid little intros at the start for a bunch of them. I just don't repeat. Just not me.
1: I'm going to throw Mason into a midlife crisis. This is awful. I'm so sorry.
0: I'm going to live to be 56. This is an actual (laughs) midlife crisis. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's not even true. I'm not. I guess I'm 54 because I'm not even 28 yet. Oh, no. All right. Well, anyways, uh, today we're going to talk all about new standard alley. It's going to be all about that standard. The new one hit, well, the new format, I guess I should say, hit five days ago at the time of this recording, and a lot's happened in that time. We have the SCGs actually coming up in just a couple days, so you have a chance to qualify for the old Pro Tour. I'm sure you have the split coming up here in a couple weeks as well. But first, we're going to talk about always improving, Allie. It's the point of the show, you know, if we're not getting better, we're getting worse. And Allie, what was your always improving moment this week? I play modern. You play? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I knew I didn't need to ask you pre-show what it was because I knew you were going to say modern. Allie, how was your modern experience? <laughs> what did you? I don't know. Maybe did you change your opinion on modern being bad and it's just all blue soup or whatever? Maybe uh, maybe I can get you to say that. Moves Mike towards um, Allie.
1: <laughs> I, I played John and I 5-0'd two leagues on stream, which is really weird because I did expect a ton of blue soup and i didn't like really see blue soup Mm -hmm. i guess the always improving part was like kind of getting to a point where you're like relearning a format and how to use old heuristics um in like current situations and when those actually change and stuff an example of that would be like like, reevaluating the junk heuristic of siding out hand-hate in the mirror or something like that. Like, thinking, does this stay the same? Is it different now? What's changed in the format? What does the format look like? How does your sideboarding look? What does your opponent's sideboard look like? What are you thinking
0: Mm
1: -hmm. during that whole process?
0: Dope. I love to hear that. I thought it was going to be how Mason was right yet again, but... um, Mm. You see you were on stream. I, I joined in. I don't know if you remember this. I remember it clearly because I was right, as always. We played <laughs> Yeah, keep going. What's up? <laughs> um
1: I was gonna say our second league kinda like brought us down to earth on how terrible modern still is because we won Ford playing against Tybalt's trickery four times in a row.
0: Dang. Do you know? that is our patreon question this week so i'm gonna gonna table that (laughs) we're gonna gonna talk about that card though so don't worry i was gonna bring Uh, it up if you had it because i knew you had some experience with it no it was funny i uh yeah the the modern is a weird place right now i I do think the blue soup decks are the best by a lot but there's a lot of interesting things going on it's gonna be interesting seeing what happens when the the vid is over you know and we get to play in person again how much like card availability becomes a problem right because I, I think that is part of the thing of modern paper is that it's expensive and it's hard to get all the cards you know even yeah. if you're like somebody right like how many times have you been running around the hall trying to get the cards before the event starts it's like not easy always <laughs> yeah it's not every easy. event <laughs> yeah so i'm curious because online it's just kind of like the only limit is how many like of the digital copy that are on there you know that like mantras and card quarter has so it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting Plus, people are doing crazy stuff. Do you see some of the stuff people are doing with Modern? They're playing, like, amulet decks with three drive of the Elysian Groves. They're just doing things. They're just a living. Have you seen the Prowess deck that goes around that plays Blast Zone? No. It's, a, it's just They just play Blast Zone just for other things to kill. But their deck has, like, eight one-drops in it. And they just have a Blast Zone. They have to tick it up before they can even pop it. Uh, I was going to
1: say, you can tick it up.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's right i will attack for two and tick it up oh you're gonna cast a from the graveyard oh uh yeah he came three <laughs> i guess uh I'll, I'll, oh you bring it back again oh i uh yeah here's oh, the match exciting. slip yeah uh that's awesome well my always improving moment uh this week uh was a little bit more of an interesting one and that was learning some limited stuff um A lot of times, my improving moments recently, I've been really working on, like, a specific thing, right? It's like, be trying to practice slowing down, or thinking through notifications, or cyborg deck selection, blah, 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 blah. But for this, it was just actually, like, getting in and playing limited and drafting and doing that sort of stuff. And I uh, didn't get to draft as much as I wanted to this past weekend. Um, But I'm trying to dive headfirst into the old limited for Caldheim. And I'm I'm a limited guy now, Ali, you know, I... I love all, limited resources. I love two for ones. Divination. They're all my favorite now. No, it's but
1: limited format rocks.
0: It's very interesting. There's a a lot of weird things going on. Like the snow decks getting a lot of hype. The aggro decks seem kind of good. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird format. Everything's so small too. You have like a a four four, and it's just the biggest thing on the board by like a mile. <laughs> like it's a weird format. It's weird.
1: Yeah. It feels like you're definitely going back to a limited format that almost, like, wants to focus around, like, your bombs again where card that just didn't feel like the case and it was more like archetypes were kind of set. But when I've been drafting Kaldheim, it's like, oh, cool, I opened this card. This card's really good. I'll take it. And then I just take all the good cards and all the packs and I can play five colors because why not?
0: Yeah, it's so weird. And it's weird, too, because it hasn't, like, caught up yet with the masses you know what i mean like like you could even though everyone talks about it, like on twitter or whatever but you draft and you still get like some pretty insane picks or whatever you know like you're getting dual Lands super late you're getting uh Glittering frost super late you're getting like a lot of things that you would consider like good for those decks late and so it's going to be really interesting when it's like all right but like what happens if there are three snow you know three snow drafters at the table what happens then so yeah. I- I'm, I'm curious to see what happens but That's all for that. I'm sure we're going to have more limited talk in the future, Allie, as you know. I'm going to try and hit Mythic Unlimited. I guess I should say that. That's like a little mini-goal for me this month. I think I'm Silver 3 right now. I'm living my best life. I'm climbing. Going up. I'm going to hit... I'm going to Double Mythic this month, Allie. I'm going to do it. I'll be a Double Rainbow Gamer.
1: I definitely can. It's just super time-consuming.
0: Eh, I have no life anyways all righty then <laughs> well if you want to support the show you go to patreon.com slash ccmtg and become a patron of the show and one of those rewards you get for being a patron of the show is you get to ask questions and someone said tibbalt's trickery should it be banned and I didn't say what format, and at first I assumed modern, but then I realized there's also the standard deck that people are playing that involves, like, casting Stone Coil Serpent or Tormont's Crypt, and then you trickery yourself, and you try to hit, like, the random stuff, and then there's historic deck, is the same thing, but with historic bombs instead of standard stuff, you know, like, I think standards like Ugin, Dream Trawler, and historic is, like, those plus uh, omniscience so that you can cast the ones in your hand, <laughs> so, what do you think, Alec?
1: Um it's really annoying and modern but I also just think like you die to a counter spell so like yeah <laughs> I don't know it seems it's something that's like super annoying to just like exist and it's just obviously not a healthy combo or whatever having like literally a one card combo technically you, you play your cascade spell and then you win the game but Mm-hmm. I mean I, I, I think it's just like you have to like wait and see what the format does right? Like if it only beats Jund or like on interactive decks maybe the interactive decks can keep it in check because like if Omnath and other Ur Blue Soup garbage piles are keeping it in check and if they're not going to ban the Blue Soup cards it might just be fine.
0: Yeah I think a lot of it's like, well, it's been a couple days, right? And so we don't really know. I don't think it won the Modern Challenge or anything like that. I think, like, a Titan deck did or something. But, uh, yeah, it's just another, like, Neoform, oops, all spells type deck, right? And it's different because you just have, like, Cascade cards, and like you cascade into trickery and that's like the difference is you just need to find like one of your eight cascade spells or whatever, you know, however you end up playing. And then you just hope to hit one of your big threats and not another cascade thing cuz I guess in theory you can with whatever, but the combo is really weak to all the counter spells. And it I think it's really telling when your combo deck is weak to counter spells like remand. Like how often in the past is remand just like not good enough against a combo deck? They like do their thing. You remand, and then they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna cast like ad nauseum again on the next turn." You know, like, like eventually they they just don't have enough counters, right? Where they have to find a real counter for it. But with this deck, if you like remand the Cascade spell, then the Tibalt Trickery fizzles, and they don't get it. So like, there's like a lot of things that stop that card, like you mentioned Force Negation to Fairy Three. Um, so when it comes to older formats, I I don't know why we would ban Tibalt Trickery over things like neo brand or you know the, that sort of stuff that, that those sort of things are all kind of the same to me but, i
1: will say one of my opponents mulligan to one and had it on turn 3 so
0: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah i mean you probably should hyper mulligan with that deck that is that's funny I, I i do also like that they're trying it's so funny I, I don't mean to sound condescending but their game plan a lot of these decks is a sideboard and like primeval titan cards and they bring in like dryad and prime time and like things so get mana out and then their plan is to field of the dead you and it's like the titan decks are like barely playable when they're dedicated to being titan decks and your plan to beat the blue soup decks is to become a bad titan deck like really that's the plan <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna do this uh, it's so it's so funny it's just like not good enough and if they know about it it's just definitely not good enough um, either way, yeah, I, it's an interesting that, when it comes to standard stuff, I, I, I don't, why are we winning bans again? And, like, is that a thing that we actually even care about? We have a lot of weird hate cards for it, too, in the format, like Payment Priest, draft Magistrate. There's a bunch of things you can do to stop this already, um, and it hasn't really done anything yet. So it's, like, sure, it's frustrating to have a Thing that feels random happen to you but magic players in my opinion are just too scared of variance and too frustrated by it uh, a lot of the time and so they want to get rid of it when it happens to them so a card like Tibalt's Trickery where it's like in standard and historic it can be really frustrating right because it's like oh I, I play it and sometimes they hit Tormon Script and sometimes they hit Ulamog um, but It's just a thing, and their deck has a fail rate. (laughs) Like, I I don't see it much different than Muxus, to be honest. In fact, I think it's just a worse version of, like, the Muxus decks and stuff like that. Maybe time will prove that wrong. Maybe you can't beat it, but I'm really doubtful that the Tybalt trickery deck is some unbeatable threat. (laughs) That's going to cause real problems in the format. And I think we should just, you know, accept that sometimes things are going to be weird for a little bit. I also think it's cool. I think it's just a cool card to have. I, I, I'm curious if that card's like supposed to actually be played a little bit, kinda like you talked about. In decks that are not able to reach for normal counter spells. You know? Like if your deck only cares about your certain thing getting countered, then Tibalt's trickery is probably win the game a lot of the times. If you're like a like a red green deck or something like that, they can't have an answer with to counter spells normally. Um, or specific hate cards, maybe. So it it's interesting. I don't know. Why would we ban a card? It's been like four days or whatever. Do everyone lose their mind over Omnath when that happened? I don't know. But yeah, I, I do think it, it's a uh, it's an interesting thing. And I'm curious to see what that card does in its time. And maybe someday it does get banned for play pattern reasons or power level. Who knows? I don't know. It'll be interesting to come back in a year and see what we think about Tibalt's trickery. I'm actually really curious when it rotates, how how much of an impact it really had. That'll be an interesting thing to look at. Anyways, another way to support the show is going to our sponsor, OasisGames.com, and use code CCMTG at checkout to get 4% off every order. And use code, would that, I'm sorry, use CCMTG at checkout to get 15% off your first order, and would that be good to get 4% off every order? Uh, it's would that be good you can pick up cards from the new call time set as of the friday of this recording which would be february 5th so you can pick up cards there and have them shipped out to you ready to go we are quickly relatively speaking tm approaching the time where having magic cards and paper for outside of commander for spell table uh is going to be a thing that maybe needs to happen and you maybe need to pick up these cards while they're cheap some of these cards are really cheap Allie. have you seen what like Oh no! I said it. I scald. Showdown. The scald's going for. It's like 2 no. It's like two or three dollars, and it's looking to be like one of the better cards in the set. Like Skyclear's Apparition mm-hmm. is like a modern and legacy card two for white decks. You know, it's like eight bucks or something like that. Like that card's busted. You're gonna play that forever in your white decks until something more powerful comes. <laughs> like it's kind of crazy. You should you should just at least check it out. You know, it's like you've always played Magic. You know you're going to. Can't hurt to take out check it out. Use the code get fifteen percent off. Have a good day. All right, Allie, are you ready to talk about our main topic today? Standard. We're at week one, breaking some stuff down, talking about it, getting people ready for the SCG qualifier this weekend and the Standard Challenge on Mitko. Let's go. Awesome. Oh, you
1: still say Midgo?
0: I I uh, I keep a wide range when it comes to what I call <laughs> modo. I got MTGO, I got Mikko, I got modo, and I've got Boomer Machine. Those are the four. Boomers. Yeah. I'm like the Avatar. I've mastered them all. Um, and when the world needed the Boomer Machine most, I vanished. So, anyways, Blue Red Tempo is everywhere right now. We have to kind of talk about this deck. We mentioned last week in our sleeper section Goldspan Dragon and how everyone's talking about Goldspan Dragon in secret but not in public. Well, Goldspan came out to play this weekend. And if you haven't seen this deck, it's just counter spells, some kill spells. Brazen Bone Crusher Giant, Shark Typhoon, and Goldspan Dragon. Which, I guess we should talk about the new cards a little in detail when we do talk about them, just since it is week one. Some people might not be used to them yet, but Goldspan Dragon's a 4-4, four, four, Flying Haste for 5. When it attacks or becomes targeted by a spell, you get a treasure, treasure's tapped for 2. So, you play it, you can attack, and then you have Negate up for the next turn to protect it, or Essence Scatter for their play. And that's the deck. Allie, what do you think of this Blue-Red Tempo deck? It won the challenge, it won the insight esports snowdown
1: i think that this is a good baseline week one deck that people were not prepared for and outside of that i am not very impressed with this deck i think it's exactly fine and we'll probably have a place in standard but it will be fine
0: Uh, okay i like this what what do you not particularly like about the blue red tempo deck what has you kind of like squirming in your seat about it
1: i i think a lot of like the removal options aren't really my favorite when i play these kind of like tempo-y flash decks i really like having something that can actually deal with resolved things i'm sure you have braid reason borrower but uh, to some degree that just doesn't feel like enough it feels like as soon as your opponent gets more than one thing to actually resolve and be in play you just have no cards left in hand or you don't have a way to like deal with what's in play and you just have more counter spells in hand
0: yeah for sure it definitely has the the classic tempo problem of like once a thing gets down it is hard to beat that thing without racing it uh, most of the time. And I, I agree with you for the most part, by the way. I know I didn't say that earlier, but uh I, I think that deck is a good, fine baseline deck. It will probably have innovations. It will probably see, th- see things like Soul Seer get played or whatever, so it doesn't have a Lovestruck Beast problem. There are things you can do to make that deck better, but I, I do think it has some pretty fundamental problems that make it so that it will never be like an Omnass-style thing in the format, but I'm, I'm okay with that. And it's funny, the... Uh, the Go Challenge winner, Nathan Stewart, I believe is how you say his last name. Uh, really good player. But he won, and he tweeted out, I won, do not play this deck again. <laughs> and so, uh, or w- would not play this deck again, sorry. And so, yeah, I I think that's probably pretty telling when you go, like, you know, X and one in a, a pretty big tournament, you win it all, and you're like, I gotta get something for next week. I cannot do this again. <laughs> so uh, Yeah,
1: specifically him, I respect his opinion a lot, too. Oh, oh yeah. So- so yeah, oh, yeah. if you we, like went through the whole thing and was just like, nah, the same," it I th- that just like definitely helps reaffirm my opinion.
0: Already. Yeah, yeah. Nathan's really really good, um, and really analytical too. From my small experience with him. Anyways, yeah, I I think the blue red deck is pretty good. It's funny. I had uh, someone reach out and they were like, "Is this blue red deck good? Should I craft it?" And I was like, "Well." You only play Magic like a couple times a month, right? And they were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "It's good enough for that. <laughs> it's, it's probably, you know, what I mean. Like, like if you like to play, it's gonna always be kind of reasonable. It's, it's fun if you enjoy playing tempo decks. This is, it's a really fun tempo deck to play, and it's a lot, it's a lot different than Rogues, which we'll talk about later in the show. But you know, Rogues is very much about leveraging a lot of little things and trying to work towards, you know, like these huge swing turns with thought thief attacks in the air were uh, into the story and this deck really works towards the same end goal every game of assemble a gold span dragon hopefully on an empty-ish board and just ride that baby out for victory for four turns you know just keep smacking maybe draw another one but uh yeah i i think the deck's good but not insane it's it's weird right because it's like it's one of all these things i have a lot of thoughts about it but they're all kind of stuff that's hard for them to even do until other things change, right? Like, that deck needs to know what it's fighting. And when, like like you said, when people aren't really prepared for it, it can kind of just do whatever as long as it's not unreasonable. But for it to know what it should do for the next week, the, the format kind of has to catch up, right? And with Blue Red Tempo, or Blue Red Dragon, however you want to call it, being like the deck right now, it's very hard for it to adapt so early in a format. So it's like i think you should play soul seekers next week but do i know that for sure is white weenie just gonna be the thing are you gonna look really dumb when you trim on some of your two mana plays you know have answers to these kind of bigger cards and people are just spamming the board with one drops probably you'll look bad (laughs) so uh, it's hard to know but yeah it's a deck that i think uh we'll see a lot of play and maybe it'll innovate and become like a three color deck who knows that's pretty interesting did you see the uh, Mono Blue deck that top-aided the challenge by Kellen Pastor? I did not. He played a Mono Blue tempo deck. I wanted to mention it while we were here on the tempo deck. It's kind of like what you would expect, just a bunch of counter spells, The Mega Shark, like the five-drop that counters an artifact or a creature, Shark Typhoon, and, like, the new one-drop that you level up, and that's the deck. <laughs> 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 All right. Then. It's, it's just this deck, but doesn't have the big mana advantage and has a real big problem when things resolve. That's <laughs> that's the deck, but it's really cool. So that's another cool tempo deck. So I thought I would, if someone was out there and they wanted to experiment, that's something you can kind of look into. Allie, let's talk about the white-red, kind of just mono-white, splashing red, weenie decks in the format. Have you got to play with those anywhere, experience some games against them?
1: I've seen like a couple of different... Kinds of these decks, whether it be like just kind of like an aggressive aggro deck or trying to make like Winota work for some reason or something. I think the new white one
0: drop is very good. Usher of the Fallen?
1: Yeah, that one. That one
0: is. Um,
1: I think, yeah, I think that card's really good. I think this set like helps that kind of archetype, but I think it still needs like a little more of a push to be like. Tier 1, I want to register this. Like, this this is it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like almost there, but just not quite there.
0: What do you think of Showdown of the Scalds as a magic card? You, uh, if you don't know this one by heart, for those listeners at home as well, it's the Saga uh, for two red-white. When it enters the battlefield, you exile the top four cards of your deck. Chapter 2 and 3 are the same. Oh, sorry, you can you can cast the cards that you exile as long as you have the saga in play. Um, and then chapter two and three is whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature. So. Oh, this card rock. Yeah. I love this card. This card's very good. Yeah. It's Just,
1: like aggro deck gets to draw four cards.
0: Yeah. The, the, Essentially. Yeah, the things I've been trying a lot is I've experimented a lot with stuff like this with like Skyamal, the Skyclave, and Showdown particularly. And this has been, like, a really good way to not only push damage, but, like you said, like, have that extra card advantage. And then you get to play Shepherd of the Flock in combination with it, so you can pick up the the Battle of the Scald and do it again. And that also has some weird things with, like, Skyclay Apparition. You can, with the trigger on the stack, pick it up, so you just kill something. You're able to pick up a creature to save it from a removal spell. So, I've actually been really impressed by these white decks. I do think they are lacking a little something right now. I think they're a little too... Not unrefined, but uh, lacking something. There's just like an it factor the decks are missing at the moment. But they are, they have some really powerful draws. Like, I have outgrinded a lot of control decks by just having a couple of Shepherd of the Flocks and a Showdown of the Scald and just get going on flickering that thing a bunch of times in a row. And it's also nice because it gives you gas. And then the second chapter provides that additional power so that even though you're casting a bunch of, you know, one ones and two ones, etc. They get kind of big pretty quickly. And the, some of the other one ones, like Alcied and Selfless Savior help protect the bigger ones. So you have some nice synergy there. With you go in on something and then you can kill them. And then you know if they, if you know the decks heavy on spot removal, you can also just kind of put a plus one plus one counter down the line. And you know, Loxodon was good for a reason. And this kind of does an impersonation of that, which is nice. So I'm kind yeah. of good on these decks, but
1: yeah, I think as soon as someone, like, well, like you said, it's not, like, unrefined, but it definitely feels like there's, like, something missing. I think if someone, like, figures out what that something is, if it is in the format already, mm-hmm. I I would definitely love to register this deck. Like, it, it just seems like it's literally almost there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if it does get there, I'm definitely interested in it. Like, the way these decks look is nice. Yeah. At least the, like, typical like the, the the one that you're talking about i've seen people try and shove like winota in these and try and do like a big kind of thing and i'm not a fan of that at all
0: yeah i i have not particularly enjoyed winota i think the the heads off winota are just not good enough without ruining your curve and that's yeah. just not what i'm about in my aggro deck so yeah <laughs> uh yeah it, it is kind of awkward I also think one of the bigger draws to this deck is everyone's playing that blue-red tempo deck right now, and this deck demolishes that deck. It does a really good job of the thing we talked about with going underneath them, and it's very easy to beat your counterspell opponent who's trying to trade one-for-one when you're playing as, I have a myriad of two ones-for-one that all look the same, and I'm going to cast (laughs) them in the order that is optimal for me. You know, and we can figure it out. Yeah, I don't see
1: how that deck ever... I don't see how... uh, what what is that one? Ionize? No, not ionize. I don't know. I don't see how like random counterspell X ever beats like 2-1-2-1-2-1-2-1. Two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one.
0: Oh, saw so it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That,
1: that's a good card though. I like it, but yeah. I I just like they you you just like don't get to a point where you can reasonably like cast your counterspells before the board is already filled, and then you don't have efficient removal for that many things
0: a hundred percent yeah and the deck does get to play a card that's been kind of slept on small the skyclave um it, it seems so little play i guess i'll just say what it does real quick for those that didn't play limited where it's unbeatable but it's an equipment that when it atbs it auto equips their creature of your choice and gets it plus two plus two flying in first strike and so it just kind of makes your thing the biggest thing normally except if like it gets like a Yorion. at all points and it just kills people. And the, <laughs> and the deck plays Season Hollow Blade, which is like the new Odonto's Vanguard. And so it, you just you do that a lot of times, and a lot of people just die. Like, I win a lot of games just going 3-1, make it flying, you first strike, hit you for five a couple of times, you're dead, you know? We're like, hit you for five, you finally answer the Skyclave, I have enough creatures on the ground, you're dead. So, the deck's really strong, it's got a lot of powerful stuff, and I'm, I'm excited to see how this deck evolves in the coming weeks and how decks evolve to fight it um well, let's talk about oh also the this i should probably say this the mall of the sky decks were actually putting up some results near the end ash lizzle is undefeated in the vml currently playing a black white mall deck and i i think she was saying on stream that she wants to continue playing mall going forward so it, it's a card that has the you know the stuff to keep up with the current the decks from before that were refined. So I think as time goes on, this deck will really get refined. Yorian, um is the next thing we kind of have written down here. These Yorion decks...
1: Yeah, Yorion, Yorion.
0: They, they look all so bad. I'm just going to say it. I'm just They all look terrible. What do you think of the Yorion decks? I, I haven't seen a Yorion deck that respects a curve in a week, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> they all start on four.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need someone much more competent in brewing and deck building to make me a yorian deck because i think they have so much potential i think this deck like the yorian decks were already like tier like 1.5 they were almost there anyway and you just got better cards in cal time you just need to figure out a way to put the good cards into the deck and make it playable please for the love of god someone make Make it playable. I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, just, Please. <laughs> this kind of gives us uh, your thoughts on, our, our, our thoughts on the archetypes in general. My, my main feedback is if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I, I think my Yorion deck's pretty good. Maybe it's not quite there yet. What, what can I be doing to help my Yorion deck? Just, like, respect having a curve. Like, so many of these Yorion decks I've seen, they're just, like, Binding of the Old Gods. Four of them. And they're just like, what do I cut for these? And they're, they're like, Maze mine Tome. And they like this, don't do anything for like three or four turns at the start of the game. And I admit, I said I've, I was playing a lot of Sky, Maul the Skyclave decks. You know, that sort of stuff's going to be good when you don't play it for a couple turns, so my things are biased. But I can tell you that the thing Ash never wanted to play would always talk about with the Maul decks is that they're so bad against Jorion. Because they would do just enough in the early game to live to start outvaluing you. And they just really run you down. And just have cards that do stuff in the early game, I think. It's So pivotal, because so many of these decks are just—they're like Path of the World Tree decks, where like their first play of the game is Turn Three Gravel Land, and it's just like that's—you can't do that in Standard if your opponent like respects the game, and it's just not allowed. You just can't do it. So something's got to change after that.
1: Yeah, I think when we see all the new cars they're like really cool and obviously very good, but both of the really good new sagas are four drops. So you're either need to cut some of your higher drops or uh, put less of the four drops in your deck I'm sorry but yeah. they're really they're really good but you need some support around your deck if you want it to be functional
0: yeah I- I've seen people do things like cut their omens of the suns for example like out of esper or mardum Mar decks and they're just like add these four drops and they're like dying and I see them talk on stream like why am I dying and it's like well maybe you didn't have that like bridge piece that you had before that also like a lot of these jorian decks we're talking about are also doom for told decks and so you can't be like upping your curve and then expect for doom for told to be this impactful card it was before because you're not like sacrificing back and forth and keeping them in the loop you know with, like this weird pressure they're just like oh i'll wait a turn because they only have one more thing than have to sacrifice the doom you know just stuff like that those sort of play patterns do not work out uh pretty well so do that also hey What happened to those green-white Yorion decks? Like, 60-card Yorion decks in general. Why is no one talking about those ever? Why can't we do something like that? I don't know. Don't even know if that's good. Just throwing it out there. Everyone's (laughs) always 80 cards. They're like, I gotta have all my cards. You don't have to.
1: Five-color Yorion. Let's go.
0: I I played against that. They danced to me. Path of the world. you know what happened, Natalie? They died. I went one (laughs) drop. Double one drop. Small sky cliff. Attack you. They're like...
1: Mason's on a (laughs) beep-beep
0: stratagem lately. (laughs) I just, I'm just putting people to the test. Like, if your deck doesn't play magic cards for the first three turns, I'm just going to beat you. That's, that's, that's the law around here. It's so easy. Bonecrusher Giants with two and a three drop. Just put good cards in your deck. They'll figure it out. <coughs> Lovestruck Beast. So one and a three drop. It'll, it'll play both spots. Anyways. Yeah. That's, that's my thought on your oregon decks. They are, uh, a little, a little lacking right now. They need to, need to tighten that curve up. You gotta be thinking about that stuff. But it's hard. I get it. You know, you don't want to cut your darlings, but uh, eat your vegetables. Allie, let's talk about the return of black, red, mid range, the Croxa decks. They're let's back. go. What do you I think about Croxa. these? Okay. Okay. Croxa's pretty cool. Have you Valky'd a Croxa yet? In standard?
1: I've not. No.
0: Not living yet. Uh, what do you <laughs> think about these black, red decks, though? I mean, they got, like we just mentioned, Valky is a big upgrade. They got the pathway so now they're mana's playable that's cool like being able to cast my spells what do you think of black yeah this is
1: like probably the only deck that i have like put a ton of work into post standard i've kind of been like hopping around different formats just because i don't have anything too serious to test for like right now i registered um black black red midrange for vml this week so we'll see if it works Mm -hmm. i don't know it's felt really good against everything that i've played kind of just like what we've talked about so far minus um minus the aggro deck we were talking about i haven't seen too much of it um on the ladder but Mm -hmm. i also didn't play standard today so um yeah i mean i've just been enjoying it I love a Croxo strategy i think the new cards are really good i think the um oh what's it called hold on I have it written somewhere
0: oh the vampire dragon
1: the uh immersturm predator that card rocks that card's really cool i've also played some versions with the gold span dragon too they're the dragons in the set 10 out of 10
0: yep immersturm dragon the vampire dragon uh, I guess, for those that don't know, when it attacks, or when it, when it taps, technically, you can exile a card from a graveyard and it get a plus one, plus one counter, and you can sack a creature, and again, it's indestructible, and you tap it. So, you can, yeah. you can do some... A couple
1: some- ways to get a counter on it.
0: Yeah. It, it would have been really nice with the Uro. You know, you, like, play it, sack your goat from the Woe Strider, eat the Uro, really get them. But now you just have to do it for Crocs and the Mirror. That's not very fun. I've played that a couple times. Mm-hmm. So, I, I've played a lot of the Black Red midrange deck, too. I maybe got 15-ish games under my belt with it. Um What do you think about the claim that the Black Red midrange deck has the quintessential midrange problem of being dopey and not really having a late game punch? Because that has been a controversial statement when, when brought up. And so I'm curious what your thoughts on it are.
1: I feel like that's just, like, Croxa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or um... Um, if you're playing the bigger version, like, Goldspan Dragon is just... That's the name
0: of it, right? Mm-hmm. The 4-4 the, the four, four that okay. makes treasures, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Manor.
1: Or, I mean, like... Obviously, it's not Glorybringer, but there's been a parallel to Glorybringer and that standard, too, of just a 4-4 four, four Haster that does some really cool stuff. It's obviously not a removal spell, but you get to uh, get mana immediately you can hold up like a removal spell you can play another creature i i actually think some of the like early game stuff is some of the weaker parts of the deck like i stitcher supplier not a egregiously powerful magic the gathering card but um i don't know later in the game ex- escaped Woe Strider, escape croxa so,
0: by the way do you uh, mean myr I... trident the the two drop that mills stitcher isn't Standard is it?
1: Is it not in standard?
0: No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I I know there's been a black red historic deck as well, so I wasn't sure if you meant Meyer trading because I've definitely done that before. I was just curious what your thoughts were.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Stitcher Supplier, but um, it can also be applied to Meyer trading
0: All good. I was just a little curious. Yeah, I I think for what its worth. The statement is basically true that it is a little mopey, but I think the crux to that is is that not a lot of the decks are actually doing a lot of things that go over it, and so while A is true, I also think it's not something to dismiss the deck for because there's nothing, there's no real Ugin decks in the format. There's nothing that's like really overpowering you and that sort of like go really big sort of way so you having kind of a mopey or mid like middling late game is fine because everyone is and maybe long term that becomes a problem but i'm playing for right now not for like four weeks from now you know i'm trying to win the tournament and i'm at you know so that that's kind of my thoughts on it It, it's been interesting though because some people it really does seem like a lot of people focus on crocs some people think crocs is good enough some people don't so i was just kind of curious what your thoughts were on that so it's interesting to see Allie, Mason. What happened to Gruel? Where's Gruel? Where to go? It was the best deck last format. wasn't close. Where to go? I don't see it anywhere. I haven't seen it.
1: I actually don't know. Like conceptually, I think Gruel is still good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like for for at least like the first week, I assumed people just wanted to play the new cards, and that like. Might still be true, like, or people have been favoring, um, the white-red aggressive deck too, but I still think Gruul is a good deck.
0: Yeah. I also think is a good deck. I haven't seen much. I, I would say the, the most of the decks we actually talked about have a weakness to Gruul except for black-red. I think black-red's actually pretty good at eating Gruul, uh, <laughs> eating Gruul, uh, up, and so... It is interesting to not see Guru. I've seen a lot of people uh, play Naya instead. And so they play like Giant Killer, Shepherd of the Flock, and Showdown the Scald in their deck. Um, and then they trim on some of the, the later game stuff and try to have like a more mid range plan with the Scald. And I think that's really bad. I think Crokey's built a terrible deck per usual. And <laughs> his deck just doesn't actually use Scald effectively. And I think that's been part of the problem is that we had. Um, people want to try new stuff, which is totally cool and understandable. Makes sense, right? Let's like, hey, we got new cards, let's play with them. And then they see this really big personality promote this Skull deck that's like Gruul, but lowers its power level a lot and then adds a really powerful card. So they get tricked because they know Showdown's good because it says draw four and they figured that out. But then when you play with it, you're like, oh, my deck's all three drops. So I don't really get anything from Skull. I get like one card, maybe two if I'm lucky, and I get a land drop, which is like, okay, but not the powerhouse that, like, the Great Hinge is, and you're, like, giving up the Great Hinge to do this, you know, along with some mana consistency, so I, I think Guru will be back. I, I think that Naya really did trick a lot of people, <laughs> and uh, I we, we kind of saw in the standard challenge results, uh, there was only one player, Moto Grinder, Oink Mage, got 15th or 14th, I can't remember exactly which spot with it, but uh, there was no one else. Doing very well with the Naya deck, despite being very popular on the Twitters, etc. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah.
1: I mistakenly listened to someone say that Naya was really good because you finally have the Pathway lands to like be able to splash white in your girl deck, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then I looked at the cards, and these Pathways have been there the whole time.
0: Yeah, you got only one new one, right? It was like you got the. Uh the, oh, I'm so dumb. There's blue, red, white, red, green, red. Oh wait, those all were there before. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you yeah. Didn't yeah. Get I just nodded my head. I'm like, yeah, 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 we can splash white now because we have all the pathways.
0: Wait, We already There's? had all the pathways. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the blue, green one was in last. Okay, yeah, 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 we didn't have blue, green. I had those confused in my head. I was like, wait, yeah, 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 I mean,
1: I- I, I went I, to go I, craft the deck and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, oh, I have all these cards. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I... Uh, listen, This all I'm just gonna... You... You you, please, you, just, you don't say anything here, Allie. I know you're a streamer person. You, you gotta live your life. I, I, this is all me. You throw them at me if they come to you. But... Th- people just net deck croakies and he's so aggressively medium, and they preach this gospel, and you see it on ladder. I played against this cruel mid-range deck a bunch, and I was playing some real stinkers day one, Allie. I just, like, stole my, like, half-baked deck my article and tried to like grind up to mythic so i could get a tweet i'll admit it i'll say it my decks weren't that good i didn't put a lot of time into them i didn't know what the format was going to be like and i was just crushing this naya deck over and over again because their deck was terrible <laughs> and crokies doesn't know how to build decks that are good in real formats so long story short don't play the naya deck It'll, at least not its current iteration like like make some changes help yourself you know go net deck someone like canister who like no how to play um it rogues tell us how
1: you really feel
0: uh i could tell you how i really feel about croakies and that probably wouldn't go so well on the podcast uh mm-hmm. <laughs> rogues um where did that go decks
1: Ro- bad hmm,
0: okay right. i should have <laughs> known not to set you up for anything then i give be a real response no, do you what, want a real response i, I want to re- what do you what do you think happened because what hat ha- what added to the format was another tempo deck that's more Expensive, right? We got the white red aggressive deck, which which is admittedly a problem. You know, it's got the same problem blue red does, where you're trying to answer reactively, right, and they're flooding the board with cards that are very similar. But then there's like these clunky Orion decks. There's these clunky black red decks that admittedly do have a bunch of escape cards. And then rule players are clunkier. What what happened to Rogues though? We only saw one in the top sixteen as well of the challenge. So, although it did win the snowdown thing actually, which is kind of funny. Uh, at
1: least on like the <laughs> ladder, I've seen. A bunch of black red, and at least from my perspective, that's always kind of beaten up on rogues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, my initial thought was like that was kind of scaring rogues away, and then I, I can see it with the uh white red weenie deck as well, kind of having an issue with that. Um, I think like realistically, the rogues deck probably hasn't adapted to the new like shift in the meta and I think it can I think it will struggle with those two decks specifically but I'm sure it will still be around I'm sure it'll learn how to uh,
0: improvise face
1: these decks improvise <laughs> with how to like change up their sideboards or even their like deck building in the first place to see how like, like changes. I know in the past the the decks like switch between playing crab and not playing crab. Maybe that's a place to start. I don't actually know the reasoning behind that, but that was a point of contention with a lot of rogues players.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Zerosan has gone up and down over the course of the weeks. You know, versus Loras, a lot of things like that. Um, we saw PV re- reinvigorate the archetype with uh Av- of one mind, i believe is the card name the draw two yeah i i don't know um it seems like rogue should be good seems like black red should be a problem seems like uh blue red the dragon deck should actually be a good matchup because you're playing a very similar game except they like have their whole deck built around this five drop and <laughs> your, your most expensive card is like four and it's a draw four so you should have a pretty good time you know in the draw go mirror part of the game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just new cards or, um, my, my actual guess is that rogues kind of needs to know what's going on. Kind of like blue red tempo, the dragon deck we talked about in order for it to inform its choices and like kind of play to the metagame. And a lot of decks knew that rogues was a deck and they had plans, right? Like my white, red, my white, red, why do I have such a hard time saying that? Skald deck had Ox of Agonis in the sideboard and I got paid against rogues a couple times and i just brought it oxalor and so i was ready for them even though they weren't ready for me and so i'm curious to see what happens with rogues in like two weeks from now once we kind of have a, a little bit more established metagame and see if it uh if it will climb on top because i i do think the shell of cards is pretty strong even though they didn't get very much um and i, and I do think for what's worse on gruel that, that's another thing with gruel is gruel didn't get a lot of cards they didn't get a lot added to the deck to actually be a a big pack uh, impact player, you know they got like Vorinclex if you wanted, I guess Goldspan Dragon and like Snakeskin Veil, and like that's it. So yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's kind of a just the format was ready for them, but they couldn't be ready for the format because there's so many crazy things happening. I mean, we didn't even talk about some of the weird decks that top eight at the Standard Challenge. There were some bizarre ones like a party deck. So um, kind of crazy. It's time to party. Now I tell. COVID's over, Allie. I won't play a party deck until COVID's over. I tweeted it, and I'll stand by it, even if it's the best thing. I'm nothing if I don't stand by my memes, Allie. Speaking of which, Yellow Star is the best. Anyways. Allie. Someone
1: break a party deck.
0: <laughs> Sam Black, host of Construct... Uh, I'm sorry, Limit... Ah, uh, don't worry about it. I'm going to cut that out. Sam Black's trying to. <laughs> Sam Black's trying to. So, uh, you know, he's... COVID. He's the host of our new limited show on the network. So maybe Sam will uh, make it so that I can't play a tier one deck because I'm respecting COVID during these times. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Be kind of messed up if Sam did that. Be like a really weird welcome gift to the network. You know, I'd be like, hi, Mason. How are you? Here's this deck you can't play. Cause I know you're committed to memes. So it'd be kind of messed up. It'd be kind of messed up. All right, Allie, you have to play a standard tournament. That's not the VML right now. What are you playing? Eight-rounder. What are you going in with?
1: Black red midrange.
0: Black red midrange, all right. I'm going in with white red. I'm going in. I'm just going to attack people. Keep them honest. You got to. If you can't keep people honest, Allie, how are you going to live your life? You know? I guess you're keeping them honest in a different way. Hey, question on black red before we go. Liliana4. Yay or nay? Where are we at? She used to be in all the decks. She was, like, unbeatable. Now she's gone. What happened? Where'd my girl go?
1: I think that's, like, another, like, four-drop contention, right? Like, a lot of people are playing the, uh... Immersturm card Mm -hmm. instead. Maybe you can split it up if you... I'm leaning into
0: the mic. Really? I have a secret, alley. Liliana beats the dragon in the mirror. Tell no one. Play Liliana. Okay, I won't tell anyone. Okay, awesome, cool. Alrighty then! thank you all so much for listening to constructed criticism this week wow what a time we had together Allie. if someone wants to follow you and see where they can find you where can they go
1: um i am on twitter at mythic mebo or a stream on twitch uh twitch.tv slash mythic underscore mebo and i write for card kingdom like my co-host mason
0: oh my gosh you can see me on thursdays Allie on friday wow what a what a setup what an what a slam dunker uh you can find me on twitter at mason e clark and uh yeah that's about it for right now you get i got the articles and stuff too but uh you know you see me here each and every week and my, my mtg who wants to be a millionaire game show will see the light of day Allie. i've been working on this okay. have i told you about this okay. no mtg in Air. I'm, I'm still i'm still workshopping the name but there's something there i know it it's gonna be good i believe you it's gonna be really good. the best. Alright, well thank you all so much for listening. Check y'all out next week for another episode of Constructed Criticism.